Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And hello and welcome back to Forsyth Business Radio. Today is a special edition as we are welcoming First Citizens Bank. We are joined in studio by Brad Bicebeer, who is the North Georgia Area Executive, and also Graham Hurst, who is the Vice President of Business Banking. Well, I'm excited to welcome you guys to the show today as we are having a First Citizens Blowout. And for those of you who are native to the coming area or surrounding areas, we are seated here in Forsyth. And I know you guys have branches here right up the street. I think I sent you a picture of one the other day as I passed by it. Yeah. And you guys have locations in Duluth as well as North Georgia and Gainesville. And we'll kind of get into that here as we kind of truck along in the show. But first, Brad, as the North Georgia area executive, I'd like for you to share with our listeners a little bit about the history of First Citizens and a little bit about the culture as you are about to celebrate your 10th anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah 10 years went by really quickly. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. And the audience goes Woo-hoo. wild. So, um, so I think we do have a pretty cool story and, and most people don't think of banking as, uh, as too like exotic or crazy, but our story is kind of cool. So that the bank started in Eastern North Carolina in the late 1800s and the same family that was involved in kind of growing it from what existed then to now is they're, they're, they're still in control. They, they own 65% of the uh, outstanding shares of the bank. So our stock is publicly traded. You can find it on NASDAQ. The uh, ticker symbol is FCNC and the A-class shares are what trade publicly. And, uh, and so uh, the holding family owns 65% of, uh, of what exists today, a controlling interest. And uh, so the cool thing is the uh, third generation of that family is uh, in, uh, in the leadership roles in our executive team. So Frank Holding is the chairman. His father and his grandfather were the two previous chairs. So, uh, so he's only the third chair in the history of the bank. And his sister, Hope, is uh, my boss's boss. She's the vice chair. So that, that's kind of cool. The, uh, the organization's pretty flat. Like I said, I, I am responsible for kind of all things that go on in the North Georgia markets. My boss is uh, what we would call a regional executive, and, and he's responsible for a handful of states in the southeast region. And he sits in Raleigh as well. I think uh, we do a nice job of pushing responsibility and decision-making and authority to, to the local markets. So that, that's, that's my role in the organization. Uh, we've got a long-term view. I managed to a five-year plan, and uh, that involves a lot of growth. So there's a lot of really cool things taking place at the organization. Well, congratulations on your presence here within the community. And it sounds like that rich culture definitely trickles down to the leadership team, including yourself at First Citizens. Yeah. You know, and when you say culture, it, it's, it's kind of long-term view, put the client first, stay consistent, stay strong, stay stable. Uh, so that regardless of the economic cycle, you know, what, what's happening in the short term, we can, uh, we can be consistent and uh, our clients can come to depend on us. Before we kind of deep dive into some examples of the way that you assist clients, we'll give Graham here an opportunity to share a little bit about his uh, tenure with the company, as well as the role that he, he spearheads. So uh, I came on board late January and uh, I work as a relationship manager, uh, lender, Banker, we hold many different roles and hats, but uh, I think the one we like to use the most often is relationship manager because that's ultimately what we do. Our job is to seek 
awesome opportunities, relationships, and figure out ways that we can help them and support them from, from our standpoint, bring them on board, and continue to manage that relationship throughout the lifespan of their company, help them grow, be proactive in ideas and concepts that our bank can offer to, to help them grow, to help them save time, save money, and uh, continue on their path and their goals. Now, Graham, I've known you for, I'd say, a handful of years now throughout the marketplace. Yep. And you're a highly sought after for this role at First Citizens, if I may be so bold. You were on Brad's radar for a while. Out of your um, experience within the industry, what kind of attracted you to become a part of the First Citizens team? Brad and I had a, a number of conversations over a long period of time, and we became friends. We dated uh, friends. for a while. <laughs> yeah, we did. You courted him? Yeah, um, we dated. And I think part of that was just getting a better understanding of, of what it is that First Citizens did really, really well and, and, and where that niche could, could play off into uh, what I did well with my customers and clients. Honestly, it, it was a right place at the right time thing that, that happened. And I learned many things about where First Citizens does what they do well and and the customer base that they really do support. That was kind of what led me to it. It was a lot of the things that Brad led into with the history of the bank, uh, the the longevity of term of the people that I met and, and got a chance to talk to and discuss with, uh, the focus on the client and, and not being not being very so rigid that we needed to make clients fit our box, but more that we try to get creative and figure out a way where we can support the client's need. Oh, I like that. Nobody likes to be put into a box. Nobody. Or a corner. Nobody, Nobody puts, puts baby, baby in, in a corner. <laughs> Jinx, Brad. Good yeah. stuff. Well, I know that um, Brad and team are delighted to have you alongside them. And another person who is not in the room, but we will say hello to Miss Angie Lee, who is also on the commercial side with you guys. I know that I see her at a lot of networking events. So I wanted to ask you as relationships and relationship development and management is a pillar of what you guys do at First Citizens. What are the some of the ways that you guys develop and retain relationships, not only personally, but professionally for your organization. We'll start with Brad. Yeah, I, th I think especially in this environment right now, um, th there's, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in, like in the economy and, and inflation is on people's minds and interest rates going up and um, you know, just th things, things are, are really, really interesting. And so we get a lot of questions, um, you know, what, what do you see? What, what, you know, what should I do? And again, you know, our target audience is um, small to medium-sized privately held companies. So if you're a, you're a firm or a practice or an operating company, maybe a, a, a manufacturer or distributor, uh, maybe you're in the logistics business or the home services business or some sort of skilled trade, um, you know, that, th those, are, those are most of the folks that we're, we spend our day talking to. And so, you know, we, we, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, but, but we, we can share a lot of perspective with people on, um, you know, what, what we've seen in the past with different, uh, different points in time and cycles that have taken place, how we've seen other similar companies, you know, discretion is everything, of course, and we'd never share a, you know, a, a client's name with anybody um, unless they've given us permission to do that. And, uh, and so, you know, without sharing names or divulging anything that's personal, uh, we, we can share perspective on what we've seen clients do that, that, that was 
you know, maybe a good idea. Sometimes, you know, you can share things that, that didn't work out so well. And, and so there, there's a lot of perspective, I think, that uh, we can provide people because um, we're, we're, we, we know what we're good at. And we're very good at banking small to medium-sized privately held companies. And we kind of stick to that. We aren't all things to all people. We aren't um, too concerned about having to tell somebody, hey, this sounds like a lot of fun or maybe a great idea, but it's just not a fit, you know, with what we do and that's okay. And, uh, and so I think by us being really comfortable having that conversation with people and surrounding ourselves with small to medium sized privately held companies and, uh, and, and, you know, having great perspective on things, um, I think we can add value and, and I, I, I am really careful to say like value add, right. I mean, and like, what is it, what does that mean right. specifically? Because, uh, because people get kind of flippant with that term, I think. And, and we try to bring life to adding value to our relationships by knowing what trends are, what issues are, what challenges people are having in certain you know, verticals that, that we're working with day in and day out and, uh, and sharing that perspective with people. And I think by just being aware of that and then kind of putting your banker lens on, you, you, can, you, can, add, you can truly like, add tangible value to a relationship. I like that tangible. A lot of people, like you said, with the value add piece, they're looking for something that's quantifiable. Right. But really, they're getting a relationship partner whenever they, they do business with you as well. What would you say the average um, length of time that you do business with someone is if there is even a cap? You know, it might be a lifelong partnership that you're forming, and you certainly hope it will be. Sure. But maybe kind of given an average of the length of time that you'd work with one specific client. That That's a super question. Um, you know, we, we, you know, the, I said the bank has been around since the late 1800s in Eastern North Carolina in Atlanta or the Metro area. Um, it's been a little bit over 30 years that, that the bank has, has been here. So, um, we've, we've got some clients from day one that we're years. still with today. And, and the cool thing there is that, you know, some of our clients may be, uh, like family owned controlled businesses, you know, similar to us. So you start talking about like, additional generations that that you're working with and that's kind of cool um it's not too often that uh that we see companies moving from one generation to the next and in our case you know we're working with the third generation that's leading the company and the fourth generation is in the company as well so um so it's kind of fun to have long-term clients where you're talking about 20 plus year relationships that have maybe spanned a generation or two now at this point absolutely you're working with some legacies you know, and, and so there's a lot, there's a lot of retain and expand strategy with those relationships. But to Graham's earlier point, uh, we're, we're in acquisition mode as well. So we're, we're looking to add new relationships. I, I'm managing to that five-year plan I mentioned earlier, and there's a lot of growth that, uh, that is baked into that plan. So, um, so a lot of, uh, a lot of people, a lot of new associates maybe come to the bank from, uh, from larger institutions, um, and the same as, uh, as clients. So I think, you know, we're, we're a good home for people that are, are maybe a little bit worn out by, um, by, you know, the, 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 the relationship or lack of relationship with, um, with a, a much larger bank than Big us. Fox, yeah. And Graham, what do you have to say to that same point? Well, I, I heard this one time and, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn or, or even the banks too much, but, uh, I think one of the things that I really uh, like to say when I'm talking to somebody is, and I've learned this firsthand in the short period of time I've been here, uh, we do a really good job of outsmalling the big banks and outbigging the small banks. And, and you know, to, to expand on that, um, we're a large enough institution that we can bring 
all the products and services, the technology to the table that, that any bank can do. Um, but we, we also have a, a very important focus on that relationship uh, as well as the size of our books, the size that we manage, uh, the number of customers, the, the, um, the, the attention that we spend on each customer allows us to bring the small bank, community bank feel to some of those customers. I think that's what gets lost sometimes is, uh, you know, people sometimes feel like they become a number. Mm-hmm. We do a very good job of having that close knit interaction, both with myself as a relationship manager and every partner that I use in the bank being a one-on-one, a face-to-face type interaction. Uh, but we, again, we, we do offer all the products and services that any bank can offer and bring to the table. So, you know, in that sense, we kind of fit in a very nice niche, uh, being small enough that we can give you the focus and attention you need big enough that we can offer you the products and services that you request. I think you hit the nail on the head there, you know, as far as being a personalized service oriented establishment, that is something that I myself have personally experienced feeling like you get lost in the sauce or just, you know, one of a million. Um, but I can tell you guys take great care and, and attention of the people that you work with. Let's kind of switch gears here and talk about the communities that we not only live, work and play in. We are here in coming Georgia. Um, and I think you guys are both Forsyth residents, right? There you go. Correct. Forsythians. Forsythians. I just yeah. learned that word the other day. I'm not sure if it's in Webster's dictionary <laughs> or not, but we'll we'll go with it. Forsythians. Talk a little bit about the importance of reinvesting not only your time, but your business applique within the community that you reside in. Sure. You know, we've got um to your earlier point in in my organization, we've got locations across the North Metro area, including uh, Forsyth County. Uh, it happens to be in South Forsyth, not too far from, I guess, the entrance to Laurel Springs. But um, but that 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 office has been there a long time, and we've got a very um, like broad network of clients that that consider that their home office, and and we're really proud of those relationships. Um, I know I speaking for myself, um, you know, organizationally, we support the Forsyth Chamber. Um, I serve on the board at the place, um, stepping into the treasurer spot there now. So I'm really, really proud of that. That's an awesome organization and, uh, and just a cool, you know, a little shout out to the place, you know, an awesome nonprofit that serves a lot of people and has done it for a long time here in Forsyth County. So, so, um, so we're, we're, we, I guess we, we try not to just like, write checks, right? We want, we want to be boots on the ground. We want to be involved. We want to be, you know, leaders in the community. And, um, and, and that, that's, that's important to us. So I think, uh, you know, that helps to brand us in a way that, that we, we think reflects our cultures and our value internally. And, and so folks outside of the organization get a feel for who we are as well. Definitely. And both of you guys are parents to children as well. So pouring, um, not only, yourself and your resources into the community is not just important for you, but also for the next generation. Talk a little bit about the importance of that, Graham. Well, uh, it, well, with regards to Forsyth County, as well as my child, um, I am an assistant coach with the uh, Sharon Springs uh, softball travel team U12. Um, so that's a, you know, obviously a, a county based travel team. Um, and it, it's directly involves my child, mm-hmm. the next generation. Um, and I, I think it's important to stay active. The, the flexibility that First Citizens offers, um, the, 
both in family, you know, and the focus on having family time is very important. Uh, that was something that Brad and I discussed multiple times, having the ability to juggle some things around when it comes time, whether it be picking a kid up sick from school or having to take part in an event such as practice or something like that. You know, th- those kind of things are important, you know, and, and you, you don't want to miss those as they're growing up. And uh, being able to give back to the entire team as well as the community in, in a couple different aspects like that really helps. I, I used to coach South Forsyth High School lacrosse years back. Um, that was a thing that I did for a number of years. I moved on to a different high school down in Milton. And unfortunately, the time came where I had to give up that aspect of it because I had to focus on my own kids and, and, and their time. But, you know, it, it's still staying active with, with younger generation and, and community-based. Absolutely. And Forsyth is like a really big sports area. Like they've got a lot of good sports teams here in this area. They do. And there's a lot of, a lot of sports there's a new sports complex being built there, right down in uh, right by the Target Home Depot. If you, if you guys aren't aware of that, check it out. That's gonna be a big baseball, uh, I think baseball field sports complex there. So outdoor, or that's gonna be it's gonna be outdoor, I outdoor? believe. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that's gonna bring, I think, a lot more attention and, and a lot more opportunities. I think some of these, um, if, if you've ever been involved in travel baseball or softball, you know that sometimes the travel can be quite uh, taxing. Yeah, and uh, you're always hoping that there could do some more locally. So I think this will bring some, some of those local tournaments back to the county. Absolutely. Well, that kind of um, brings me to my next point. Speaking of the the development of that complex, I know that um, you guys do a lot with commercial real estate and development as well. So share with our listeners a little bit how you might work with a developer that's looking to build a new Crown Plaza here in Forsyth or somebody on the commercial side that's seeking some space. Sure. No, commercial real estate is is a big part of our business. And and at, at the top of that priority list for us would be, you know, what we call owner occupied or owner user real estate. So so if you are the owner of a business that manufactures something or distributes something or you're a professional service firm in some way, or you're a, a medical practice or a dental practice or a veterinarian practice, or you are uh, like a home service or skilled trade company and you've got a building with some trucks and, uh, and maybe there's office space in that building, maybe some warehouse, maybe not, maybe it's all office, um, but, but your business occupies that space. We are very, very good at, I, I, would, I would put us up against anybody in town and financing that space for somebody, not only for rates and service, but uh, just knowledge and know-how and helping to get the deal done and having partnerships with people in the real estate space and, uh, and having a long, long track record of success and making those deals happen. So, so that, that is something, you know, I'd say, come, come look for us or we'll, we'll do our best to look for you uh-huh. or, or get referred to you through our network or, or somehow. But, but we, we are excellent at those, those opportunities. We, we are also very, very good at um, some investment property situations. And so if, if you own the medical office space or general office space or light industrial space or what am I missing, Graham? Maybe you know, there's an anchor tenant in your, in your retail space. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be interested in financing that, that as well. And, and so there's, there's a little bit more like discipline, I think for all banks and, you know, from, from a regulatory perspective and, and what's considered investment property, but we, we, we do a lot of that business as well. So real estate to your point is, um, Amanda is, is, is a big part of our business. Are you, I know that, um, you, 
use discretion and anonymity, but are you able to share an instance of success maybe in that commercial real estate world Mm -hmm. to uh, give our listeners an example? So I'm going to spin on that a little bit. I I was just thinking about, you know, what's the most recent client that we brought on to the portfolio from Forsyth County? And I think this is a really cool story, but it, it doesn't involve involve real estate. It, it does involve me uh, meeting somebody along with one of the bankers on my team at a uh, Forsyth County Chamber event. And uh, yeah, that was, I guess, in December of 21. And, uh, and, and we met with, with this business owner a couple of times and their, um, uh, their, their relationship with kind of insert big bank name was 20 years standing. And um, what they had experienced or what they shared with us is that there was a lot of turnover in, in bankers and uh, they, they weren't quite sure who their banker was. And they were pretty certain that whoever was their contact happened to be in, uh, in Dallas, Texas, not, not Dallas, Georgia, Dallas, wow. Texas. Nowhere near them. Right. So, um, so in any case, so, so we, we, we get to know the company and, and have an understanding of the space that they operate in and, and have, um, in this case, um, international banking what was important to them, foreign exchange and having the ability to have some flexibility with uh, when they wanted to buy and sell uh, euros. Wow. And, uh, and then being able to send wires you know, overseas. And, and so uh, to Graham's earlier point, all of that is, is kind of, that's all product that is kind of 101 for, for banking. And, and we, we've got all of that. And we've got the capability to handle uh, a number of you know, international you know, requirements. So, um, so I think after this person understood that we, we had all the products and services, even though this person had never heard of First Citizens before they, they met us you know, back in December, um, they understood we were very good at what we did and, um, and that they'd have local relationship managers and, uh, and that we are or somebody that's in this for the long haul. And so they unplugged their 20-year relationship with, uh, with Big Bank and plugged in with us. And that, that's, that's probably about 90 days ago. So we, we, we couldn't be more pleased to have you know, a new Forsyth County company that's part of our portfolio that, um, that was with somebody else for 20 years. And I'm sure that that personalized level of engagement and now service that you gave them was paramount in the decision to switch. I think it's very important for you to have direct access to somebody that is helping you with your money. Yeah. Holy smokes. Because here's, here's the thing, like bank, banking products and services, I mean, they're kind of all the same, right? And, 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 and their big bank had all the products that, that we discussed. Now, I mean, their, their ability to deliver it in a knowledgeable way with, uh, with somebody who's local across the table from them, that, that's what they couldn't do. And that's what we can deliver somebody that's local that knows what they're doing and uh and so it was it was kind of interesting to know that there there, there wasn't anything too far flung in in what was required of, of this relationship it was just building trust and and doing that from a local perspective congratulations thank you you're welcome graham did you have anything to add to that well i don't have a specific success story to follow up on that what i would say is i think one of the main important things when you're looking at looking back on some success stories or, or trying to figure out maybe what it was that worked, you, you can name any number of services, whether they be uh, treasury type services, just deposit accounts or loans, and every bank's going to bring those to the table. You can also go out and try to sell cheapest rate, know that the next time that customer's looking for the cheapest rate and you're not it, you know, you may not be the winner of that deal. So I think what's important is making sure that you're able to express 
the, the products and services that we have uh, to offer, understand where the client stands and, and what needs they may have and what needs they may not even know they, they need yet by understanding their business and their, their cash flow cycles, but ultimately building that relationship with them where they see you as their banker, uh, they see you as somebody that they have confidence in that understands their business, and, and that's really what's going to solidify them not looking for the next best rate or the next opportunity that comes along, the person that rings their doorbell or knocks on their door, whatever it may be. You've built that relationship, you've built that trust, and uh, that that's ultimately what, what solidifies. Sometimes that's what gets somebody to move. At the end of the day, that's hopefully what gets them to stay with you. Absolutely. Well, you said something about anticipating needs. And then Brad, you mentioned something about like a five-year cycle. So my question is, if you, if I were your, if I were the medical office that you're working with, would you be able to help me with accountability to meet goals and to be wise with my spending? Do you kind of offer any counsel to your clients as far as past, future, present? So I I bet, uh, there you go. Maybe we need to talk about you being a banker. Ah! You're you're you're, <laughs> you're 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 hitting the nail right on the head. On the so head. so I you know I, I think what we can do when we walk into a conversation and we meet somebody you know and, and, and you get past that the howdy doody and and you know to to avoid you know to have a value added conversation uh, you've you've got to move beyond what we we like to call like advanced rapport building right I mean you get to know each other and talk about the kids and the picture and the moose on the wall we always call it and once you get all that behind you that then let's get down to it you know let's talk about you know where you've come from let's talk about what things look like now in your business and then let's talk about what your goals are for the future and and so maybe you know what your priorities are for this year and what what you know where do you see things two three years down the road five years down the road. And then let's talk about how we can help you get there. How, how, do we, how do we bridge that gap from where you're at today to where you want to be two, three, five years from now? And, uh, and, and obviously, our, our product set is, is banking related. There may be other professionals that, that you need to involve in helping you to get where you want to go. And if you don't know who those people are already, we're glad to help plug them in. But as far as that, like the banking product set goes, we're very, very good at kind of establishing where you're at today and then listening and understanding to where you want to go and helping you get there. Awesome. I want to talk really quickly about talent because obviously you have a very talented team, uh, not only in this room, but those that we've not mentioned yet. And I know, Graham, I talked to you not too long ago and you're doing some training in Raleigh, right? Yes. Okay. So uh, Brad or Graham talk about your experience, but Brad, talk about how you retain top tier talent and how you kind of pour into your team members in order to make them the most sharp individuals out there in the marketplace. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Banking is all about people, and people want to bank with people. So, uh, you know, m- most of our prospect, most of our clients, will refer to an individual that is their banker. Most of the the prospects that uh, that we end up bringing to the bank do that because they built a relationship with somebody. So, so our number one asset is, of course, our, our people. In one, you know, we tend to attract talent again. Uh, you know, from oftentimes it's somebody that's been in the, the, the banking world for, for a, a good period of time. And, uh, and oftentimes the typically larger organization that they're at is kind of headed in a direction that, that maybe isn't helping them to serve their clients in the way that they know they can. And, uh, and, and they find that, you know, an organization, the size of first citizens has all the, the, the products and solutions that they need to be able to take care of their clients 
it just that we don't have the I, th- I think we're we benefit from the size of our organization. We just don't have all the red tape and the inward focus that it, it seems like some other organizations struggle with. I think that is attractive for 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 me to be able to go out and find talent to add to our team to grow uh, the organization. And and I you mentioned it earlier. We we do we've got some great tenure. So I think when I can say, hey, you know, here's here's Joe who's been with us 15 years, who's CJ who's been with us 13 years. I've been with us 10 years. Uh, we've got another kind of big group of folks that have been like five, six years with us and, and that everybody at, at the certain stages of growth that we've had in our recent history. And, and then we look to add people. And so that, that, that the tenure, I think, is is kind of a tangible way of, of articulating that, hey, you know, this is a good place for good bankers to be. So how do we pour into those relationships uh, with our associates, especially this environment right now? It's really interesting for a banker to be in this environment. There's a lot of bankers that have not been in this environment ever before. There's a lot of bankers who, this thing, for the last 10 years, rates have either, uh, interest rates have either kind of stayed the same or that they've, they've gone down. And most of the time they've been going down. And so if you're somebody that's focused on developing business in an environment where rates are decreasing, um, it, it's not all that hard if you're a hustler to go out and find you know existing loans and and see that right yeah see that a rate is higher than what they are today and uh, and make a nice offer to somebody and bring on a new client so for for the last like ten years um, that, that's probably been the number one way that that most bankers who, who are willing to hustle have, have gotten stuff done and that's a very fine way of doing things but that doesn't exist anymore so now you've got to be able to through relationships with your professional network you've got to be able to find deals. And then you've got to be able to articulate a value proposition outside of rate to that prospective client. And, and going back to that goals-based discussion, where have you been? Where are you at now? Where are you headed? How can we help you get there? Um, you know, that, that's generalizing it. And there's a lot more that goes into knowing the trends and the issues and kind of walking into a conversation with a prospective client, kind of having some, some, some amount of knowledge about the, the, the vertical that they operate in and some of the challenges that they're up against right now and being like, kind of participative in that discussion and not coming in with a total blank slate. So, so we expect ourselves to come into that conversation, you know, having some base level of knowledge with that prospective client that we might have. We expect ourselves to know with our existing clients as we maintain that relationship to know what's kind of going on and to kind of like mention things in conversation that they may be up against, that they may be seeing, or to be inquisitive about things that they are seeing and learn from that too. And then to be able to help them with our product set to be able to kind of, you know, eliminate risk or reduce risk at least, or help them grow. So we're, we, we, we've got a lot of kind of training, if you will, and, and Raleigh is the headquarters, and we've got a big learning development group that, that is important to our organization. We think that differentiates us to, uh, to be able to, as you say, you know, and I like that, pour into our, uh, our associates. associates. Now, from some uh, different perspective, Graham, as you just went through this of knowledge, pouring into, pouring into, um, and as a relatively new member of the team, what did you find most valuable about your experience, and how are you able to translate that value to your clients? I think the biggest thing that that was really mentioned over and over and over again was the culture and the relationship, and making sure that people like Brad are finding new members of the team that can embody that culture and that relationship and, and portray that 
so that our customers also feel it. You know, when it comes down to training, you're learning new systems. You know, you're learning the different ways that our bank does something that's maybe different from the way that you're doing it. And, and, and that's part of the training aspect. But, but a lot of what the, the quote-unquote training was, was really getting ingrained in the culture and meeting with some of the top execs in Raleigh, uh, including Hope herself, who, who came to a, a function with all the new hires and was um, just very down-to-earth, friendly, knew everyone's name in the first 20 minutes that she was there and, and was wow. able to have conversations with you later that evening. And, you know, you really felt like, wow, I, I got to talk and have conversations and ask questions with people who are higher up in the bank with those authorities that maybe in a large institution you don't get all the time. I think that led, that, that made that message of culture and, and family and, 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 and all those type of words that you can use to make you feel comfortable working in an environment made it real. It, it makes it easier to then portray that message to our prospective clients or our current clients and, and you really buy into that. And that's ultimately what I think what when someone chooses a bank, whether it be for for whatever reason they decide to choose, somewhere in the back of their mind, they feel like they can develop a relationship with you. There are people out there that may, maybe just chose it because it was you are the cheapest rate in town. I, I hope, and I think Brad hopes, that, that that's not the reason why we're getting our customers. We've really made the message clear that we are a, um, a bank that cares. We are a relationship-building institution, and, and we're going to try to do our best to understand where their goals are and help them get there by being in tune to that relationship. When you, when you can feel that from the training, when you can feel that from the, you know, your direct reports, from your teammates, then you can really send that message out and feel comfortable doing it. They got y'all jazzed up and geared up to get out there and go spread the word. Absolutely. And it, it didn't feel like it was just a rah-rah session. Uh-huh. You really, there was a lot of history that you learned. There was a lot of talk about why the family made different decisions and how they got to their decisions and what decisions were made for different states and, and, and expansion and, and, and so on and so forth. And then you start to understand why when we do certain things that that's the reason why we do them, whether they're the, you know, the, the good things that give you advantages over other banks or whether they're things that we say we're just going to be a little bit more conservative on that aspect, but then you understand why, and it's not just uh, kind of the man behind the curtain saying, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for sharing your experience. Or woman. Yes, man or woman. We'll talk a little bit really quickly before we wrap up here, Brad and Graham, thank you again for joining us, about community involvement. So I know we were talking before the show about Rotary. I know that you're heavily involved in Rotary, Brad, and Graham, I'm sure you're involved in something equally awesome. I know I see you guys with your derby efforts, and you mentioned being a part of the place. So how do you team, you and your team members kind of give back to the community? And do you do anything that's team building? Like I know some State Farm, you know, teams that go out there and they take like five miles of the highway and they go and literally pick up trash so that they can get out there and sweaty and build morale and do something together shoulder to shoulder um, for the community. Do you guys do anything like that? And if not, then where do you guys practice your community service? Yeah. So um, we've got a uh, a community uh, development strategy that is highly focused on small business owners and entrepreneurs uh, and in and, and helping them to succeed. So so we partner up with a couple different organizations. One um, that I'll mention, SCORE. SCORE is an acronym. S-C-O-R-E, Society of 
corporate and retired executives. And, and so there's uh, mentors to, uh, to business owners and entrepreneurs um, in, uh, in wherever there's a SCORE chapter and there is in the metro area, the North metro area. And, and we've enjoyed a great relationship with them. We deliver a lot of content um, to, uh, to their members that focuses on, uh, on coaching around financials for businesses and how to grow your business, how to do that responsibility and what cash flow means and how to, how to bank financial literacy under, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. How to banks underwrite loans. I mean, Graham mentioned the man behind the curtain, you know, we, we, we don't ever want people to, to like think that's what it's like that a bank's making a decision that we want them to understand exactly and be as transparent as we can about how does a bank make a decision when you come in and request, you know, a loan? What are other sources of capital besides a bank loan? There's a bunch of places to go. If you need to expand your business, you know, bank loans aren't the only way to do that. But uh, oftentimes when you do want a bank loan, maybe an SBA loan is a way to do that. Again, if you're a small business or a startup or and you're an entrepreneur and so forth. So, so anyway, so, so the organization score is great. We deliver a lot of content to them, spend a lot of time uh, on an ongoing basis doing that. Uh, we, we have as a team, and you mentioned team building, this has been fun the last few years. Uh, th- there's an organization that sends shoeboxes full of uh, toys and sometimes, you know, just small things like socks and shoes. Toiletries. Yeah, toiletries. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, to, to places all over the world in countries, some of which that I wasn't very familiar with before I, I participated in this organization. And, and so our, our team, we, we've had 25 to 30 people the last couple of years, you know, go for, for a day and participate in the shoebox packing event. We, we have a lot of fun doing that. And so... Um, we also, I, I really, I appreciate uh, the fact that I, I, my wife and I host the team at our house every year during the holidays. Everybody brings a toy. We've got a big mound of them. And uh, in the last couple of years, we've delivered it to uh, North Fulton Community Charities. They, they do kind of a Santa's helper, you know, type thing for families to come in and, uh, and shop for their kids. Aww. So, so that, that's, that's pretty cool. And I think everybody kind of appreciates knowing that that's going on and that we're participating in some way. Absolutely. And the fact that you can have your team over to your house, like talk about being a human, you know, we have fun. We get the karaoke yeah. machine out. And so you'd seen a bunch of bankers doing Let's karaoke, like look out. Right? Hold on. I'd like to come to this party yeah. next year yeah, 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 yeah. only to see the karaoke yeah, session. It's pretty good. As the night goes on, it gets better. Well, I'm sure that uh, many people out there are appreciative of all the efforts and how you pour into your team and the community as well, Brad. Really quickly, before we wrap things up, I know that it is essential to have a mind-body connection and to be not only healthy physically, but mentally and emotionally in order to deliver excellence to your team and to your families and, again, back to the community. I know that you both share a love for physical fitness, um, as we've all mentioned, going to the gym, and we know that I love Orange Theory. So what do you guys kind of do to center yourself um, outside of the workplace, maybe with your families? And how do you uh, remain balanced so that you can deliver excellence daily? Well, you hit the nail on the head. My, my stress relief, my end of the day is the gym. I get, uh, you know, people get hangry when, they, uh, <laughs> when they're, when they're hungry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you'd make a word out of it, but um, I'm not fun to be around when, when I, my gym session gets messed up for whatever that reason is it's it yeah that's not really that bad it's just one of those things where it's part of my daily routine I'm not a morning person so it's not my first thing in the morning it's my end of the day stress relief Mm -hmm. I do what I can to make sure it it works I schedule it around my kids 
softball and, and, and gymnastics and my wife's schedule and all that kind of stuff and uh, make sure it gets there at some point in time. And, and every once in a while it does get screwed up. But other than that, um, I've got some hobbies. I, I don't get out and golf as much as I'd used to. And, and uh, that's, that's again, because I've taken on some other aspects. Travel softball takes up weekends. But, but as a coach, you probably, you, do you do, um, I don't know, I was going to call it PT, but do you do drills with the team? I played soccer, so I don't know what the term for softball is. I, I don't. No. I, I watch. Um, <laughs> me doing drills with, with a bunch of 12-year-olds um, doesn't really – and I didn't grow up a, a baseball, softball-type guy, but uh, it, it's me. It's a way for me to stay active. It's what my daughter loves. So, like I said, I'm not the head coach. I'm an assistant. And, you know, if you ask the other coaches on, on my program, yeah, I help a lot with the finances. I help a lot with juggling, you know, what, what tournaments we're going to go to mm-hmm. based on – cost effectiveness and, and, and travel wise and things like that. And I'm on the field and, and, and have some roles, but yeah, I, I didn't grow up a baseball player, so I don't, I don't have all the baseball knowledge and, and drills and things like that when it comes to it. My former lacrosse life was, was better at that, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's still something to get outside and active and, and, and get off couch. So to put it in the words of a dear friend of mine, Randy Brunson, you are being generous with your time, treasures and talents. Absolutely. And Brad, yeah, I um, I like to work out as well. I'm going to throw a shout out to Genesis Performance and Fitness Systems. Gen- I just call them Genesis. Is that for, your gym? For Scythe County Gym. Nice. Right? Yep, great. Uh, Brian Teague is awesome, and uh, his team has been great. I've worked out there for the last five years or so, um, but like to run and to Graham's point, I mean, I, I, I do, uh, I, I do, uh, I do a lot of that. I like to get out to the lake. My wife and I are in the boat a bunch. Uh, I do like to fish when I can. I was out with some clients yesterday, so that was pretty cool. Talk about patience. Yeah, there you go. Fishing yeah, requires right, a lot yeah, of patience. That's right. That's in right. my it's experience, it's not called catching; it's <laughs> called fishing. Fishing, yes. Very good. Uh, so I, I think you know, organizationally though, we respect people's personal time too. I'm intentional about not, and this isn't just me. I think this is organization. You know, nights and weekends we do do as you know as little email as as we can. I mean, obviously, if something's going on with a client, I mean, we're all responsive to that. But I think we're trying to respect people's time, and uh, and and so. Um, so that the, the whole nights and weekends, you know, e- email type thing, we try to keep that you know, minimal, if at all. Sounds like there's a great quality of life within First Citizens. That's the intent. I like that. Well, for all those of you listening who might be curious about the products and services or getting to know um, Brad or Graham or any of the team members a little bit more, you can visit firstcitizens.com. And if either of you would like to share your personal contact information, plug away. My personal email is Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M dot hurst h-i-r-s-t at firstcitizens.com and i'm brad b-r-a-d dot bicebeer b-e-i-s-b-i-e-r bicebeer brad dot bicebeer at firstcitizens.com thank you guys for sharing and thank you for um, helping us understand a little bit more about what you guys do i learned many things about first citizens and about you guys as well and this is just actually part one of a mini series that we are doing here with first citizens bank so i'd like to uh, formally introduce my co-host mr brad will be joining us back on the airwaves for a few additional shows so you guys look out for those you know you can always subscribe to forsyth business radio so that you don't miss a beat and for our guests today brad and graham thank you very much for joining us. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this is for Scythe Business Radio. Mm-hmm.